Renata Bernardi, and this is the Job Hunting Podcast, where I interview experts and professionals and discuss issues that are important for job hunters and those who are working to advance their careers. So make sure that you subscribe and follow, and let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Job Hunting Podcast. It's Renata Bernardi here with a solo episode this time. I just wanted to make sure you have my support. And if you're job hunting, you have my company weekly. And if you are a career enthusiast, you know where to always find career ideas. It's very late at night. It's almost midnight here in Melbourne. I've never recorded a podcast so late, but I feel energized and I'm just back from having dinner with my oldest son and his fiance, and I don't feel like sleeping yet. And I am wondering if it will make any difference to the to the quality of the sound. The reason why I'm interested to know is because it's so so quiet. I even have my my office door open because there's nothing sound, no sound at all coming from inside the house or outside. And unfortunately, I have many big constructions happening in front of my house and in the back of my house. And every day I think about recording a new episode and I'm I'm just turned down by, turned off by, by all the sounds and the noises coming from outside. And I wonder if that impacts on the quality of the, the sound. Not that my, my episodes have been very good in terms of sound quality. I know that I've neglected sound quality for a while. In fact, I'm thinking about updating my microphone this microphone is now three years old and even though it's quite a good podcasting microphone it's probably not as good as as it could be so maybe that's that's an investment that I need to make for you the listener so today I'm going to be discussing developing your career in turbulent times in times of so many changes happening in your life in your workplaces you know strategies that we have an election coming up in Australia as well. I know that there are other elections happening around the world and all of these things tend to impact the job market, unemployment rates, people coming in and out of the job market. So today I'm going to be discussing with you how you can increase your chances of getting employment or changing jobs whilst you're still working or studying or doing something else. I know sometimes it's really hard to juggle a lot of things at once. And job hunting, especially because it's so hard for many people to do, it's something you're not very familiar with. So you tend to kind of procrastinate. <laughs> uh, I I know that some of some of you may, may be feeling like, you know, you've neglected your job search. It's now, I'm recording this in May. This episode is coming in May. And, you know, four months have passed and maybe you're still looking for work. And sometimes this can be very frustrating. So as we move into this uh, new month, I want you to feel re-energized and I want you to reset your promise to yourself and your goals for the year and take it easy, but steady and consistent over time. 
I also want us to learn new things, uh, you know, and I want you to find out things that you hadn't yet heard from me or from other people that will help your career. So that's what this episode is also about. And um, how to prepare for a longer term career strategy. I think it's really important to always be playing a short game and a long game. That's the thing about job hunting. If you are between jobs, if you are going to invest your time in looking for a new opportunity, remember not to be transactional, right? So let's prepare to do this project and have this experience so that it benefits you as you want to move in the short term from one job to another, from one career to another. But as you meet people along the way and you connect with them, that it it that you make yourself and your brand and your uh, professionalism memorable and that it then helps you throughout your career and not just in a moment in time because that is really inefficient way of job searching i don't want you to do that now i'm assuming that if you're listening to this podcast you are ambitious for your career you want a job you want a better job you want a better career for you and you want to live life in a different way. I think people that listen to a podcast that's called a job hunting podcast, they are open to being coached. They are open to, you know, learning. They are aware that they may have an issue or some difficulties or a bottleneck in the way that they're looking to advance in their career. And I want you to fulfill that that gap in your repertoire so that you become a more well-rounded professional. So that's that's what I'm here to do, not just for this episode, but for the entire podcast. And, you know, we have over a hundred episodes now for you to binge on if you want to. And it's great that you're here because, again, there's a self-selecting process, right? When people decide to listen to a podcast called The Job Hunting Podcast, you already have an open mind. You already have an interest in this topic. So make sure that you invest in that, you know, and feel energized by this episode and by listening to my podcast and get in touch with me. There are links in the episode show notes where I will give you free resources you know, the optimized job search schedule is really, really well received by my, my clients, people that follow me, recruiters, you know, compliment it. They say that this really helps and they recommend it to their candidates. So make sure that you download it and then check my website and find out the sort of services that I provide. Because yes, I want to give you as much education and awareness in this episode and in other episodes as I possibly can. But if you want to tailor something for your situation in your career, then working with a career coach like me may be very beneficial to you. So what's the situation that we are finding ourselves in right now? You know, I have listeners all over the world and, you know, it's hard for me to narrow it down. But if I look at where most of my listeners are in the US, in the UK and in Australia, then we have a whole bunch of white collar workers, corporate professionals that are really rethinking their career aspirations. They are burnt out. They are exhausted and tired. They are 
keen to move. They are finding themselves in a bit of a FOMO situation, a fear of missing out because they can see that there's a heat in the job market and a need and a, a demand for, for great candidates and lots of employers seeking the best possible talent to replace the ones they've lost because a lot of people left uh, the job uh, market during this pandemic or just decided to change jobs. So there's a competition for talent out there happening at the same time where you are possibly a bit tired of everything. <laughs> And, you know, even though life is going back to normal in most parts of the world. So if you're in China, I'm, you know, I know Shanghai is, is in a, a very restricted lockdown and, and that's happening on and off around the world still as well. But we are coming out of the pandemic and into an endemic situation. So life is going back to a normal situation that's different from 2019. There are lots of things that are different, especially for the white collar workers. Many of us are not required to go back to the office full time time anymore. And, and look, if, if you are in a situation that's different from what I'm, I'm describing, that's fine too. I'm just generalizing it here uh, based on feedback that I receive from my clients and for, from people that reach out to me. So many people send me messages and DMs and emails and, you know, I, I can kind of get a, a feel, I have a, a finger on the pulse on what my listeners are going through. And that's why I'm kind of describing this, this situation, but it may not be yours, but it's It's the situation that's happening to a lot of people where there is a, a demand for talent in the market. You might be feeling like you want to go and try out, you know, if there, there are opportunities for you, but you're also very tired. Your work is very demanding. There's demands from other parts of your life, your personal life, and you're not there yet in terms of sending your applications and being consistent with it or having any results from it. One thing that really excites professionals is looking at lower unemployment rates and that feeling that if the unemployment rate is low, then it's a good sign that they can sort of um, jump from one job to another and do that very quickly. That's actually a myth and it, unemployment rates are not designed for job hunters. They're designed for policymakers and employers. They are a very economic measure that's very restricted in the way that it, you can draw inferences for your job search. You know, when they're measuring unemployment, they are looking for responses that are done within a certain week. So if you, if you have not been actively looking for work, you're saying you're not looking for work that week. Let's say you've lost your job, but you're not looking for work because you've decided to rest or take a break, then you're not counted as looking for work and then you're not counted as unemployed. Like officially you're not unemployed if you're taking a break from work. If you're taking a break because you, you have a sickness or you're caring for a family member, be it kids or elderly family members, or if you're taking a holiday or if you're studying, you're not counted as unemployed. So a lot of people have left the job market, you see, during this pandemic. If, if you think about everybody that works 
in your country, uh, the labor force is then split into employed people and unemployed people. But what has happened during this pandemic is that a lot of professionals left the labor force. So they're not counted as unemployed and of course not counted as employed. They're just not in the labor force. They're studying, they're retired, they're, you know, watching Netflix, (laughs) they're doing something else. So for this reason, if you're not counted as officially unemployed and you've left the, the labor force, then if unemployment rate is low, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a a good time for you to look for work. It could mean that more people left the workforce. It could mean less people looking for work, but it would still take you just as long to find a new job, right? The further up the pyramid you are in a corporation, in, in, a, in a company structure, the hardest it is to find a job. I have addressed this in previous episodes of the Job Hunting Podcast. I will make sure that I link it below so you can listen to them as well. And and sometimes when unemployment rate is higher, it could mean that more people feel confident about their economy. They feel like they've rested enough from this pandemic and they're ready to come back into the workforce. So they start flooding the unemployed segment of the labor force right? So I'm not so sure that a very low unemployment is actually good for the country. Here in Australia, we have 4% unemployment at this stage in May, and that is an average as well. That's the other problem with it. So it is an average. And depending on where you are in Australia, for example, it's not 4%. You know, it could be 9% or 12% or 20% if you're in a regional town, if you're in a different neighborhood or if you're young, it's around 9%. You know, if you're 25 or under, the unemployment is more than double. And if you are in a different industry or sector, it could also affect your unemployment uh, percent. And it's not even really measured by government. So you really have to, you have to do your own research. That's really important, you know, and understand that the weeks that you look for work is the best possible job search, job search measure for professionals, right? So for example, just before the pandemic in 2019 in Australia, the number of weeks that professionals were looking for work, the average job seeker was around 11 weeks, right? Now, during the pandemic, that average went up to almost 30, I think it was like 28 weeks, I think it was. And now uh, at the end of 2021, the last time I checked, it was down to 13 weeks. Again, that is an average. And that's really important for you to remember, because let's say you are in a profession that it's very niche, or if you are a very senior executive, it would probably take you longer. If you are in a town that has a very small business sector, again, it would take you longer. I was talking to a client of mine, she's quite senior, has worked for large global and Australian corporations, and she's applying for a job regionally. And she asked me, you know, is that going to affect my ability to find work? And I said, it will, you know, because if if you're moving regionally and then you want to stay there, let's say you don't like that organization, there aren't that many other big jobs for you in that town 
right? Uh, you know, if you if you're king, if you're okay to moving again, then fine. But if you want to stay in this town and settle there, then you need to start the job doing the best possible job you can in your new position, but also start very quickly developing the best possible network in that town because there will be only maybe two or three or four other big employers there that will cater for you if you want a new job in two, three, four or five years. So those weeks of looking for work, they are the best possible way of planning your job search. And if you are looking for work whilst working full time, so you're not job seeking full time, you're job seeking as a side hustle, then it takes longer you know, and sometimes we talk to people that say, oh, you know, I just applied and I got the job. Look, there are some professionals, if they're in technology or data analytics or project management for specific sectors that are really moving jobs quite easily these days. But that's a trend and that does not apply to everyone. And it also means that they may naturally or they may naturally be good at selling themselves. And I say this, you know, without any judgment, you have to sell yourself when you're looking for work. And or they may be very familiar with job searching. They may have changed jobs recently and they know how to present themselves, how to write great resumes and cover letters and job applications, how to attend a job interview and answer the questions asked in a way that inspires trust and likability, which is what you need to do during a recruitment and selection process. And if you have been in the same organizations for for, for decades, then you have missed out on those skills and you need to develop them. So, so yeah, so median duration of job search, look for that, that information wherever you are in the world and then duplicate that. <laughs> That's the best way. So, and, and treat that as a, a project. In the Research Your Career program that I have that you can access right now, you just go to my website and you pay 219 Australian dollars. I think it's costing this time in May 2022. It could have changed prices in the future, but it's such a great workshop. It is a workshop. It's an action plan. And I the first masterclass in that workshop is all about planning to reset your career, right? That's why it's called Reset Your Career. So planning for that change. How do you do? How do you prepare yourself and your family and your network and your budget and your finances, your lifestyle to be without a job for six months and find a job and feel confident doing it? So I kind of, you know, went on a tangent here because I, I love Reset Your Career so much and I, I want more people to uh, learn more about it and, and see if that's an investment that they're willing to make. But the other thing that I also think that is important for people to research, and, and that's before you start applying for jobs, is look at job vacancies for you. Look at them all the time, right? This is not because I want you to apply for jobs. I just want you to be clever at understanding how the job market is performing for your specific needs, for your profession, for the types of jobs that you're seeking. So in fact, I I recommend that you look for your 
jobs and preferred job titles for your next job, not only in your town, but maybe in other places in your country or even around the world, so that you're familiar with those position descriptions, with those job ads and what they require from the candidate, the criteria, the responsibilities, the way that the job application is laid out so that you familiar, so that it's not something that's alien to you. And then that dream job comes through and you have never applied or never looked at a job application before and you don't know how to read them. Now, I teach people how to really read and understand the puzzle of job ads and when it's best for you to apply and when you should leave it alone and don't waste your time. That's in the Reset Your Career. So you don't even need to work with me as a private client to learn that. But that's so, so important. And it's basic skills for every professional. I'm sometimes shocked that people have great corporate careers and that have they have never learned how to change jobs. They may have advanced internally through promotions or be tapped on the shoulders, but as soon as the tide turns and they find themselves being made redundant, which is very common and every corporate professional should be prepared for that to happen at some stage in their careers, not only once, but twice or three times or more, then they don't know what to do. They don't have a network. They don't don't have the skills. They don't know how to apply for jobs. They've never been interviewed. I know professionals in their 40s that have never had to do an interview. Can you imagine that? <laughs> the privilege and, 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 you know, the amazing careers that, you know, allow you to move from position to position and not have to really ha- uh, apply in that sort of more traditional way. And that's great for them. But at some stage, you may need to do it. And that's where I come in. So that's why I know these people. They're here and, and I'm helping them. So I spoke at the beginning about this burnout. And I'm finding that more and more people are coming to me, keen to move, keen to find a job, not knowing why they're not getting through to next rounds. You know, their applications are not being considered. But I'm finding that even though they want it, their energy is not there because they are so tired. And sometimes they tell me, okay, I'll take a break. And I'm like, yes, please do take a break. So people that say, oh, you know, should I go on leave and then start working with you? Or should I start working with you before going on leave? And I'm like, lock me in. So at least you know that I'll be available when you come back. But please take a break. Take a break. There's this lying flat effect in Asia, especially in China. In, you know, in in the US, we call it the great resignation. There are other words for it as well. But it's really normal to want to take a break, everyone. Don't be hard on yourselves for feeling unmotivated. The background to this strain, to this trend, is that, you know, we have had a very tough couple of years. And in fact, I find it really fascinating that most people that left the labor force, like I explained before, are younger professionals, so the ones that are under 25. And the professionals my age, the over 50s. And, you know, when you're 50, it's you're still very young in terms of planning for retirement. I have a good friend of mine, Paul Burrows. I interviewed him for this podcast. I think it's number 18, episode number 18, if you're interested. And he retired at 50. And we were shocked. But that was his goal in life. That was his career plan. I'm yet to have a client that has that early retirement. I find 50 
years old retirement goal, an early retirement goal, in my view, especially because we're going to live until we're 90, if all goes well, if we don't have any big health issues, you know, we're living longer and longer. So I don't think about retiring. I'm just, I just turned 50 and I'm at my prime. I'm just so full of energy for my work, right? So I, I feel like so many of my clients are like that. I have clients in their 60s looking for work and who are incredibly, you know, high qualified for the jobs that they're applying for. So I don't think of um, retiring at 50. So for people to be leaving the labor for, for a set 50, I think it's because of extreme burnout, burnt out. So I'm very interested to see if they're coming back. And I hope that they will. And I and the last episode before this one was about sabbaticals. And, and I think that this is such an important topic to take a break from your career and then come back better than ever. And it's so important to, to take this break. So don't neglect yourself and don't feel don't don't feel that um, you're missing out on anything because you want to take time out. The job market will always be here for you. There will be opportunities for you when you're back from your holiday, from your sabbatical, from your career break, your health break if you need one, right? So never feel like you're going to miss out on anything. It's absolutely fine to take a break. We're living so much longer that it's almost like you need a a mini retirement, you know, (laughs) just so that you can catch your breath and re-energize yourself for the next decade ahead. I think it's so important. And then When you're back, try to stay positive about your outlook in life and your attitude towards your work. It's so important that you keep that attitude and that confidence that exudes trust. I find that one of the things that really affect people's ability to get another job is their lack of confidence. And I can understand that you lose confidence when you are away from your work, from your network of colleagues and professionals. But um, that's why job hunting is in fact a job. Job hunting is a job with several tasks. And in fact, the distribution of those tasks is really important. And that's why that free resource may really help you understand that job hunting is not just sitting there in front of a job portal applying for jobs. It's much more than that. It's much more fun than that. And I think that if you think about it that way, you might find that that project of job hunting is going to add so much value to your career into the in the new job that you start doing once that project is over. So download the optimized job search schedule so that you can find out more about what you can do all day long if you want when you're job searching. There are three different schedules. One is full-time, one is part-time, one is a light version. And I really like my clients that work with me to take that seriously. If we want to get those results, you have to put the time and effort into it as well. It's not just signing up for a coach. I'm not a fairy godmother. I'm just here to support the work that you will be doing. (laughs) So there's that too, you know, and at least you will know that it's a guided and structured way of doing it that will really take you from A to B 
if we are doing it the proper way. Now, one thing that you should do when you're job searching and looking for work is to look at workforce trends, right? What's happening in your sector, in your profession, and what's happening in the workforce in general. And this is so important. And not a lot of people spend time doing this. I find it fascinating that So many of my friends, even so many of the people around me do their jobs day to day without reading the news. Um, And I'm not just saying reading the news to find out, you know, what's happening in sports and in politics and, you know, in your friendly neighborhood. I'm talking about reading the news that talk about your sector the company you work for, their competition, the companies that you have targeted to work for in the future, uh, the sectors of interest to you, the countries of interest to you. And there are so many great ways these days that you can get that information already distilled and curated for you. You know, like my, my, my newsletter is designed to curate the best possible information for people that are job seeking, right? So that's what I do. There are other newsletters out there and blogs, or you can create a Google alert to set up articles coming to you automatically to support your professional development and learning around the trends in your sector and industry and profession. So make sure that you include that as part of your routine. It's very important to create that habit because you will become such a more engaged and interesting candidate when you go for job interviews. If you've researched more than just the position descriptions and the company website, right? Like it's the thing that I work with more, more and more with clients is to make sure that they're going above and beyond to become more interesting candidates and Once you do that research, you will naturally have the most interesting questions to ask as well. Okay, those questions should never be vanilla template type questions. Questions at the end of the interview that candidates ask hiring managers should come from a regular, consistent understanding of your sector, industry and profession. That's what really makes you an outstanding candidate in the hiring manager's eyes. Look, I'm going to stop now because I've been talking and stop for over 30 minutes and I don't want to tire you. But I guess what we've understood today from this episode is that it's okay to take a break after a pandemic. <laughs> it's important to understand that This environment that we're living in has really been affected greatly by um, the situation that we've been through, both uh, for at, at the micro level for you and other people maybe around you that you're supporting and for the economy and the business sector at large, the nonprofit sector as well. Everybody has is now having to reset and rethink their strategies, have better foresight for the years ahead. And those things, they don't happen in isolation. It's about every single one of us having the best possible foresight for our own 
life and career ahead and putting that effort in to understand those trends and those statistics like uh, the ones I discussed before about the labor force, about the time it takes for you to find a job, about job vacancies, so that you do the best possible planning ahead for your your move. I want 2022 to be still a very good year for you professionally. So if there is anything that I can do for you, you know where to find me. You just go to www.renatabernardi.com. That's R-E-N-A-T-A-B-E-R-N-A-R-D-E dot com. And you will find my services there, my free resources. And I hope that we keep in touch. If you had trouble spelling my name, that's fine. The <laughs> links to my website and many services and, and resources that I have mentioned today will be there in the episode show notes. So you can just go there, find it and click on the link. All right, everyone. Bye for now. And I will see you next time. Ciao.